Dear Lenten people of God, our midweek Lenten theme is Witnesses to Christ, so let's start with the Lenten family calendar. They're sitting on the gold-aproned gold apron table out there. This past Sunday, a key verse from the Gospel of John was printed on the left-hand side for the Sunday. Let me give you some context. After the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus has a conflicting conversation with the Jews about the bread of life. And this is really about Jesus' identity and mission. Then Jesus quizzes the 12. What about you? Do you want to go away from me also? Because you see some, perhaps it would be more correct to say many, of Jesus' own disciples, his broader group of disciples, had said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it and no longer walked with him? So far, the reason for the quiz. But Simon Peter replies with these strong words placed on that calendar for this Sunday of the third week in Lent. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. John 6, verse 68. From those strong words, we have a strong contrast. In this morning's reading from John's gospel, Peter speaks again. But the disciple who dared to step out of the boat, who made this great confession in John 6, is now the denying disciple. Jesus is being interrogated by Annas, the high priest. A servant girl is posted to watch the entrance of the courtyard. In the shadows, when John, that's who the unnamed disciple is, comes out to to get Peter, she glimpses him and wonders, you're one of this man's disciples, aren't you? To which Peter responds, I am not. Others chime in later on this chilly night. They look at Peter, perhaps noticing his attire or his Galilean accent, and they say, you are You are one of his disciples. Maybe that's an accusation. Maybe it's simple curiosity. Either way, Peter sputters a second denial. I am not one of his followers. The final charge is an even closer shave. Malchus was our witness last Wednesday. Malchus, who lost his ear in the garden to Peter's wild sword swinging. Well, it just so happens that one of his relatives is also a servant of the high priest. And this man blurts out, say, didn't I see you in Gethsemane with this Jesus? As soon as Peter speaks his third denial, a rooster crows. This isn't just signaling the approaching dawn of a new day that Friday we call good. This cock-a-doodle-doo is exactly what Jesus had promised in the upper room. When Peter boasts that he will die for his Lord, Jesus replies, really, will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, truly, truly, pay attention, for I am speaking with absolute clarity. The rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. And so Peter in the courtyard turns away with guilt. 
Guilt is everywhere. Guilt isn't everyone. Guilt is powerful. Guilt has venom. Guilt is Satan's great tool. Guilt is the trap he springs. Guilt is his voice, though only you hear it. Guilt says, you were unfaithful to your wife, maybe with your eyes, maybe with your body. Guilt says, you spent more than you said you would, you would spend again. But that was a great idea to hide it on a different credit card. Guilt says, you stole, you took something that wasn't yours. Maybe it wasn't blatant theft, maybe it was cheating. Maybe it was lying to steal a coworker's position and promotion. Guilt says, you're worthless. You're a failure as a parent and your children know it. When we look at Simon Peter on this Lenten Wednesday, we see guilt, we see his guilt, but we also see our own. We too have denied Jesus. We too have said, by our words or by our actions, I am not one of his followers. So the rooster crows, and we are shamed by our guilt. We turn away. We go outside, we weep bitterly. But Peter's story isn't solely about guilt. Neither is yours, neither is mine. For Jesus speaks more strongly, more powerfully than the deceiver, than the accuser. I want to tell you about a detail that I have missed for 40 years of Lenten preaching. It's a small detail, and it's only in John's Gospel. It's small but it's significant. This is how John describes that courtyard scene in chapter 18 once more. Now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold and they were standing and warming themselves, verse 18. And Peter is doing the same thing. Now fast forward with me to an event after Easter. Jesus is up north. So are seven of the disciples. At the end of an all-night fishing expedition on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus stands on the shore and he shouts across the water, Do you have any fish? No, they answer. So the Lord yells again, Cast your nets on the right side of your boat, then you'll find some fish. The disciples follow the stranger's unsolicited advice. They throw out their nets and soon catch so many fish they can't haul them in. Then John exclaims to Peter, It is the Lord! Peter jumps into the water and starts swimming toward Jesus while the others wrestle with the abundance of fish. And here it is. Here's the detail. It's John 21, verse 19. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it and bread as well. Peter denied by the fire in the courtyard, and here by the fire on the shoreline, Jesus forgives this broken disciple. He recommissions this boastful disciple. Three denials are met by three restorations. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, we sang. Wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, we leave. Because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. 
because this is the Lenten good news. While Peter was denying Jesus, our Savior was being faithful to Peter. When Peter was turning away from Jesus, our Savior was turning to the cross. While Peter was saying, I am not, Jesus was saying, I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. In our courtyards, whether there are warming fires or cold charcoals, we see guilt, our guilt. But beyond the courtyard in Jerusalem and beyond the courtyard of your denial, we see grace. We see grace because we see the cross of Christ. And Jesus douses the fire of guilt with his grace, pouring baptismal water on you, cleansing you, calling you his brothers, calling you his sisters, turning mourning into dancing, turning runaways into followers, turning deniers into disciples. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.